What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Why, hello there, live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in beautiful Kenston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, March the 28th. In the year of our Lord 2023, this is episode 830 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey-Wide, they will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Maybe before that, but we'll see. Uh, Listen, we have a great show for you today. Coming up in less than 20 minutes is our regular Wednesday guest. Now, he's going to come in today uh, to do the show live and in color here from uh, Whitehall Drive. In our plush, well-lit studio slash office, he's the founder, publisher, and editor of the best dang local sports site in all the land, ENC Moments. It's Junius Smith III. Now, I've messaged him a couple of times this morning. I haven't heard back from him, so I hope he uh, is still uh, still good to go for today, but we'll see. Uh, but like I said, he's going to be joining us. So he's scheduled to join us live here in the studio. Uh, we swapped days. Uh, he moved up to Tuesday. A regular Tuesday guest who is Richard Clark. He is going to be here live tomorrow. So uh, it's going to be neat, man. Uh, we're, we're kind of mixing things up a little bit here uh, in the springtime. But uh, listen, we're going to talk to Junius about uh, local sports, as we always do. A lot of great stuff going on right now. Uh, great stuff. And then some uh, some uh, hard losses in the last uh, few days, too, for our local teams. We're going to talk to him about all that. Of course, we're going to talk to him about NCAA tournament. Uh, we're going to get some uh, Don Trez and Damian talk in there. Maybe even get some uh, Brandon and Reggie talk in there. But it's going to be fun, man. Uh, uh, but like I said, he's going to be live here in our studio so that's gonna be a lot of fun uh and that's how we're gonna do our first hour then our second hour kicking in off will be the new head football coach at north lenore high school larry dale uh he's gonna be joining us on our spence automotive guest line uh he'll be live from wheat swamp uh he's a uh, this is what was crazy i was looking at this uh, earlier he's only the 13th coach in north lenore football history but he's the sixth hawks coach in the last nine years so um Man, just some crazy, crazy turnover over at North Lenore High School over the past few years. And uh, hoping, and I don't know anything about Mr. Dale. Looking forward to getting to know him. We messaged a little bit yesterday, but I really am, uh, I, man, I hope they've got stuff uh, squared away over there and that we're not going to be looking at another coach. Think about it. In 2014, that was Calvin Sutton's last year. And we had Kim Brown from uh, 2015 to 2017. Uh, Jim Collins from, uh, 2018 to 2019, Brad Rhodes, the 2020, 2021 season, Robbie Dunn last year. And then, like I said, uh, Larry Dale this year. So, uh, uh, so there you go. It, uh, six coaches in the last nine years over at, uh, North North high school and just hoping, 
man, they, they just need some stability over there. They need think about it, there is not a class since the uh, 2014 class because Calvin Sutton was there for several years. What well, one, two, three, four, five, six? He was there for six seasons. Didn't have a lot of success, but he was there for six seasons. And uh, starting that 2014 season, and now there's not a single class that went from freshman to seniors who had the same coach all four years. It's just incredible. In fact, if you look at uh, that senior class from last year in 2022, they had three head coaches in their uh, four years between Jim Collins, Brad Rhodes, and Robbie Dunn. Same thing for this uh, senior class that's coming up uh, this next year. Brad Rhodes, Robbie Dunn, and now Larry Dale. So anyway, I guess my point is I just hope that uh, – that uh, we've got some stability over there at North and Lauren. Listen, I don't put it on. Uh, I, I had several people I talked to yesterday and even uh, a little bit today, believe it or not, already uh, just wanting to throw blame here and throw blame there. It's really, I don't know if it's anybody's fault. I, I don't know. Kids have changed, but then you look at, uh, at Kenston and they've been so stable over there with uh, Ryan Diesel Giesman. And don't get it twisted. Winning has a lot to do with that too. And he has done all he has done is win, 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 no matter what. Yes, I did it. I'm sorry. At uh, Kenston High School, but uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you look at Calvin Sutton. That uh, that was sort of a mutual decision. He had just had a, a pretty bad tenure there. Cam Brown got out on his own. Uh, Jim Collins, uh, he left on his own. Brad Rhodes had a better job. Waiting for him. Well, not a better job. I'm not denigrating North Lenore. I love North Lenore. But uh, he was a Duplin County kid. Always wanted to go back to his alma mater. So he had that opportunity to do that. And then last year, Robbie Dunn, just uh, I think that was a bad marriage from uh, almost from the start uh, with uh, North Lenore and Robbie Dunn. So uh, anyway, uh, we're going to have the new head football coach at uh, North Lenore High School, Larry Dale, joining uh, me. And I think Junior's going to hang out for the first little part of that too. So um We'll be uh, talking to him uh, in our second hour. Then I think we're going to play. Uh, I haven't decided yet. I, I've got John and Jonathan a couple of things, and I think I might uh, have them in here to do a uh, uh, a game. And then we're going to play the birthday game, of course, at the very end of uh, of the show today. So there you go. There's our show. Uh, how about let's get you caught up with everything? I'll tell, I'll tell you what. Before we do that, though, let's thank uh, a couple of our sponsors here, and definitely. Our number one sponsor, Lenore Community College. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. For almost 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt and Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College. And speaking of those two, they are going to be on the show live uh, next Monday, this coming Monday, April the 3rd. We're going to be celebrating the 65th anniversary of Lenore Community College and uh, very honored that we'll have uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, the uh, president of Lenore Community College, and Richie Honeycutt. I don't even know what to say her job is. She only has about 19 jobs at Lenore Community College, but they'll both be joining me in the first hour here on uh, the Brian Hanks Show live in our uh, plush well studio. Pretty excited about that. Uh, man, I should tell you about the rest of the week too. I mean, obviously we've got this great show here for you today, 
But uh, Friday, we will be live from the Spring Fling uh, in, uh, at Chris Hatcher Estate in uh, LaGrange. Very excited about that. You need to get out there and celebrate with them. Uh, it's the True Smoke Barbecue Spring Fling, uh, the third annual one at uh, Chris Hatcher Estate. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. Uh, everything is free the whole weekend. If you're going just as a fan or just as a, someone who's hungry and wants to hang out with some cool people, that is what you can do. They're gonna, you'll be out there with thousands of your friends. It's going to be a good time uh, all weekend long. It actually starts Thursday afternoon, uh, rolls all the way all day Friday. Like I said, we'll be doing the show out there Friday. I plan on spending a lot of the day out there till I have to get to ECU to do some games. And then Saturday, uh, so just competitions throughout. <coughs> Very excited. I've been asked to judge again out there, uh, one of their competitions. Myself, Brian North, and uh, Sheriff uh, Jackie Rogers are going to be uh, judging one of the contests out there. It's going to be so much fun. So uh, get out there. It's free. Again, go to True Smoke Barbecue on Facebook. All you have to do is uh join that it's ab- uh, that's free that doesn't cost you anything then you're going to be out there hanging out with us and having a really really good time at the true smoke barbecue spring fling again at chris hatcher estates all weekend long beginning on thursday thursday friday saturday can't wait for that um uh, gotta tell you went to a very good event uh yesterday afternoon uh linda and i both went had a good time uh, they, uh, it was the 10th anniversary of the North Carolina state veterans home. And, uh, I, man, it was awesome. Uh, it, for us to have something like this right here in our backyard is amazing that, uh, and me being a veteran too, I hope I don't end up there one day, but Hey, I very well might, but, uh, it's just an amazing facility. Uh, and the, the, the crux of the whole thing, yes, they were celebrating the 10 year anniversary, but the neat thing about it was, uh, they opened a, the, the county commissioners, the North County commissioners, sponsored this uh this new room it's a george graham entertainment room or the george graham uh, tv room i can't remember exactly what it was called but uh in honor of former lenore county commissioner and north carolina state representative george graham who passed away a few years ago and it was just uh again uh just a great i couldn't believe all the people who were out there i mean i saw tad parson out there man if i start trying to get the county commissioners there just a ton of people who were out there at that event. And we just had a really good time. Uh, Linda and I both did. The, to me, I mean, it was really neat that they dedicated that room to uh, to George Graham. but uh, And it was. That was awesome. Very worthy. He's a guy that, a gentleman that gave 40 years of his life to public service, 30 years on the county commission, uh, what, close to 10 years, I guess, in the state house. But the neat thing about that whole thing was they had the, they had the Marine band out there, I guess about a 15 member, 16, 17 member, uh, Marine, uh, band that played in that, uh, in their day room. And it was just amazing. I know Linda had a good time with it. I did too. Everybody who was there, it just, they, they played, uh, all the, uh, the army air force, uh, coast guards, uh, space guard or whatever it's called, a uh, space what is it called? They did the Coast Guard, but, uh, man, it was just awesome. They played all the themes from uh, all of them. We had a really good time. but uh, And so uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the county commissioners. Uh, thank you to uh, the state veterans home, all all the folks over there for 
inviting us to be a part of it. And uh, if you check later on today on the uh, Lenore County Facebook page, Lenore County Government Facebook page, going to have a bunch of pictures up there of stuff that went on and a little write-up. It was just a, a good time, a good time had by all. And, again, uh, honoring a very incredible gentleman in George Graham uh, in that whole process. So uh, had, had, again, uh, had a good time. One of the things that just led me, I remember Adrian King was there for a while before he passed away. Uh, he was a, uh, an Army veteran himself. and uh, Or was he Air Force? He was Army or Air Force, and I'm sorry that I don't remember exactly. But uh, just I know how good of care they took care of him. I know how good of care they take care of everybody out there. There's like 200 and some employees for 75 residents who were there. So, uh, I mean, the rooms are huge. The uh, Like I said, the day room is a really nice room. The cafeteria is sweet. Uh, and now that new TV room uh, that has been christened the uh, George Graham TV room. Very nice, very nice place. Okay. Uh, let me get you caught up on our, uh, hometown heroes. Uh, we've got a, a couple of, how about Brandon last night and, uh, the eighth place, new Orleans Pelicans. They've now won five straight games in a row following last night's one twenty four to 90 win in Portland, a uh, big win for, uh, the Pelicans who are really, Hey, if you got to get hot, the time to get hot is uh, right here at the, uh, end of the season, five straight games in a row, uh, that they have won. And again, an easy win for him last night, 124 to 90. Brandon started the game, had just another amazing game. He finishes with 29 points, six rebounds, four assists, and a steal in only 31 minutes. Uh, if you uh, didn't get to see that game last night, well, by golly, you get to see it tonight because the Pelicans are going to be at Golden State on TNT. That's a 10 o'clock start. So uh, get you a nap this afternoon so you can watch BI tonight. In San Francisco, taking on uh, Golden State, that should be a good game. And that's going to be a good test for them, too. Uh, they are, uh, like I said, they're in the play-in game right now. They're in eighth place, but there's so much room to, uh, to uh, so much space to make up, so much uh, room they can make up over the next few days. And uh, with only, what, seven games left in the regular season, they really do need to uh, put together some wins. Uh, Reggie Bullock in the uh, 11th place. Dallas Mavericks, that's right. They are still on the outside looking in. However, they won last night in Indiana, 127-104. to Reggie started that game. He had 11 points and two rebounds in 22 minutes. Uh, the Mavs play. Now, they are off tonight, but they play Wednesday at Philadelphia. That game will be on ESPN. Saturday, they're at Miami. That's on NBA TV. And then Sunday, they're at Atlanta. That is also on NBA TV. So, man, uh, you don't even have to have a league pass now to be able to see uh, Brandon and Reggie over the next few days because, like I said, uh, Pelicans play tonight on TNT. Then uh, Wednesday night, the Mavs are at Philly on ESPN. Then Thursday night, uh, Brandon and the Pelicans, there at Denver on TNT. Can you believe the only night off over the next, what, six days or five days or so is Friday night? Neither one of them play. But then uh, it, it – You'll you'll be able to get to see uh, uh, Brandon and Reggie on on regular cable TV over the next few days. Uh, so uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, Molly, I told Molly you were coming, dude. <laughs> As uh, Junius Smith III, his timing is impeccable because we just got through talking about Reggie and Brandon. I, I'm, I'm going to get you to. Uh, to, uh, yeah, I know, uh, Jonathan was sitting there, dude, I'm gonna have to turn that down too, because, uh, 
you know, he and his deaf self, he wasn't able to, uh, I have to turn everything up. Is it all right? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. That, that cord's going to bug you to death. Pull your, pull the cord out underneath. It is going to be all right. You sure? I'm okay. positive. Very good. Junius Smith, the third. When's the last time we did it live? I mean, I we've can't... done it live on the phone. That's dumb. That we've done it live and in person. I can't remember. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. Well, dude, first off, thank you for uh, agreeing to switch around with, uh, well, what it is, Richard's coming in live tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, he couldn't do today, so I asked you, could you do today? And you were like, heck yeah. And then you said you could come in, which, uh, dude, this is this is awesome. But uh, have you in here live today? We're going to have Richard in here live tomorrow. Uh, and we're, I'm sure we're going to be talking about a bunch of the same stuff. Looking, <laughs> Molly's not bugging you, is she? Not at all. That dog would never. She loves. She uh, she loves her some Junius, and as I like to joke, she's your girlfriend. You're her boyfriend. She 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 thinks the world of you, dude. Did you see uh, Stormy Cat when you came up? No, I didn't see NBA Young Cat. <laughs> I love sending you uh, uh, snaps and videos and pictures of that silly cat because he he dude he's he ain't scared of anything, man. Yeah, like he really doesn't care, like. I actually envy that because of the fact that he just comes in and he just lives his life, doesn't worry about anything. If we could all be that way, right? Exactly. I'm telling you. I'll tell you, went to the gym this morning. As I've been doing now for four weeks, I'm in my fourth week of going to the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning, dude. Nice. I know. It's hard to imagine. You know, You know, I love my sleep. You know that, dude. I mean, I, I'll be, uh, you know, getting a, a nappy nap when we go off the air today. But, uh uh, so I'm driving back from the gym. And by the way, Scott was there with me this morning at five o'clock this morning. That is actually pretty cool. <laughs> it was very cool. But anyway, I'm driving back and uh, I'm coming up the street and I don't know. I just passed, uh, whatever the name of the street is right down there as you're coming up Whitehall and, uh, my headlights, uh, catch, uh, uh something just streaking along the side of the road, trying that was probably, I don't know, 50 yards in front of me. It was a uh, NBA young cat uh, running up the road. Uh, he, dude, he just, he's amazing. Linda and I will leave here and then our neighbors across the street, he'll be sitting in their yard, you know, sitting under a bush watching us, you know, as we leave, uh, the lady that lives there across the street too, he walks up there, he gets lunch or he gets like a brunch every day from them. Wow. <laughs> he eats over here at uh Kathy and Lee's house. So, I mean, uh, he's living, he's living his best life, dude. Can't be mad at that. You can't be mad at that whatsoever. Junius Smith third from encmoments.com uh, joining us live here in our studio for the rest of this hour. You're going to hang out with us for the uh, Larry Dow interview too, right? Yeah. Very good. I like that. And then, uh, like I said, we're going to play uh, uh, a, a call back to uh, a couple of years ago with John and Jonathan, and we're going to do the birthday game. So that's our show for today. So, uh, let's say, let's just do it in order of what I've got here. Uh, have you, how much do you keep over the NBA? Are you, I'm relatively as you're wearing savvy. your nuggets hat on right now. Oh yeah. How much do you keep up with it? You know, I kind of wait into the playoffs, but I will say this. I'm excited about the, about the chances that the nuggets have right now. <clears throat> Dude, best team in the NBA. Well, best team in the West. What? Uh, Milwaukee's better than them now. I well, didn't realize granted, that. Granted, um, the Nuggets beat Milwaukee Saturday, and um, they be just beat um Philadelphia. Okay, but Eastern Conference is loaded this year. It, well, dude, I gotta tell you, it's a it, it's a pretty good. See, you got me looking up the standings now. Seven twenty. 
You're right, dude. Doggone, man. I didn't realize that. Milwaukee and Boston have better records than Denver. That's right. Denver went through a little bit of a, a slide there. But here's the thing that I think about Denver, Junius. And I, as, again, as you're wearing your Denver hat here, uh, I think, I mean, dude, they're 32 and six at home. Or, yeah, 32 and six at home. I lived in Colorado Springs for a couple of years, dude. I mean, I went to Denver Nuggets games. Now, bear in mind, you don't remember any of these uh, people. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I lived there in the uh, late 80s and went to games up there at McNichols Sports Arena. Now, I remember McNichols. But, uh, dude, it it is absolutely different. They play, they call it the Mile High City. I mean, it really is. That elevation, that gets to people up there, dude. It really does. I mean, 5,280 feet, like the altitude is just ridiculous. It is, and I think when teams go in there, I mean, they're, of course, the Nuggets are accustomed to it. I think that's going to be a big home court advantage for them. And uh, just in general, I mean, this Denver has just been a really good team. They're not going to be challenged for the number one seed. They're, I, I just, I, I think they have a real opportunity to make it to the finals this year, dude. They have to. It's one of those things where you know we talk about MVPs and the things that they need to do and the things that they they have to show. And it's going to be a look if Jokic doesn't do it this year. He's going to catch a lot of criticism because think about how we were when it came to Giannis. Yeah. Think about how we are with LeBron. Think about how we were with Jordan. I mean, they're, if you're an MVP, you've got to make it to, to at least an NBA Finals and win that sucker. Oh, you're right about that. It's so funny you brought up Jordan. for fo- And, again, this is young man. This is before your time. But people of my age, uh, when I think about Panicelli and me and Richard Clark, We'll tell you, dude, Jordan actually had, and I, I know we look back on him now and winning six championships in eight years, and heck, he probably could have won eight in a row if he had not gone to play baseball, but he really had that albatross around his neck because he had been in the league seven years and hadn't won a championship and won lots of scoring titles and won defensive titles and all that, but I'm telling you, Junius, there was a time when people were talking junk about uh, about Michael Jordan and like, oh, yeah, he can score 40 or 50 points a game, but he can't win. And he finally got that albatross. Not just got it off his neck, but uh, did a really good job of that. Definitely. I mean, again, that's the that's the pressure of being an MVP. And it's one of those things where, you know, people have been saying, yeah, why did Joe get a pass? And they are absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, is he winning MVP for the third year in a row? Which I think only two other players. I, th- I know Jordan, or uh, Jordan, I know Bird did it uh, in 84. 586 87 if i remember maybe it was 84 85 86 yeah and i know uh kareem did it kareem won three in a row right i thought it was bill russell maybe it was bill russell that's what good maybe it was bill russell to be uh mentioned in the same breath as bill russell and larry bird i mean that that's pretty uh that's 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 pretty awesome dude that means you gotta win i mean now granted you know Embiid might wind up winning it um who else Giannis could win it, but after Denver beat both um Bo- Bo- um excuse me beat both Milwaukee and Philadelphia, it's kind of hard to to see that. And then Jokic had a triple double last night. So, well, if you had a vote, who gets it? And I mean, I know you're a Nuggets fan, but you're good at being independent. What do you uh who who would you uh who would have your NBA MVP vote? Probably Jokic, and it's simply off of the fact that you know besides the triple doubles, you look at what he means to this team. And yes, um, Embiid does a lot for Philadelphia, but you know, for Denver to be the number one seed in the West, that's impressive in his own right. Well, there you go. Uh, let's talk about our local kids here for a minute. Uh, man, 
let's start with Brandon in New Orleans. I mean, here's a team that people forget. They were number one in the uh, West, what, at, I don't know, what when they were 23-11 and 11 or something like that, 23-12. and 12. <coughs> Now, they've won five in a row now, but they were 23-12, and 12, then they went something crazy, like 11-30, and 30 or and I know that's not exact, but they had basically played half a season, uh, some of the worst basketball in the league, and now they're they've bounced back. They've won five in a row. They're in eight. They're actually if the playoffs started today, they would be in the play-in game. Uh, obviously, a lot of this has to do with injuries. I mean, Brandon's yeah. missed what right at thirty games. Uh, Zion has even played ten games this year. I'm not sure he has. He played more than ten games, but did he? Yeah, he's their slump um, coincided with his latest injury. So that is absolutely right. But, but again, like I said, a bounce back for the Pelicans. And, uh, right now, uh, like I said, uh, they're 38 and 37, five games in a row. They play tonight at golden state on TNT. I'm actually excited about that game. I think that's going to be a good barometer of where they stand. Uh, then Thursday they're at Denver, they play your nuggets. Uh, that game's also on TNT. Then they're back home on Saturday when they play the Clippers. I guess th- those three games, Junius, Golden State, or at Golden State, at Denver, home against the Clippers, we're going to find out a lot about this uh, Pelicans team over the next three days, aren't we? They're going to be a desperate team because, you know, you're playing some great competition and you have to win these games because you don't want to slip further. No, you're right about that. And then, I mean, like I said, with the Golden State, that's somebody they're challenging with. Golden State's in seventh. New Orleans is in eighth. Denver, with them up by three and a half games, is this a game that maybe the Pelicans could steal with Denver not, uh, you know, not basically have already locked up. Essentially, they've locked up the uh, West. Easily. I mean, you know, granted, altitude is going to mess with them, but ultimately I feel like the Pelicans can get that game. And there you go. And then the Clippers who are uh, in fifth place right now. But, dude, this is what's crazy, Junius, is I'm looking at, yes, I've got the advantage of having it right here on a computer screen in front of me. But Phoenix at the four seed uh, at this moment, all the way down to uh, Dallas, who we're going to talk about here in a second, they're uh, 14 and a half game out. So you've got fourth through 11th place as we stand right now separated by three and a half games. Welcome to the Western Conference. (laughs) I like it. Do you like it? Oh, yeah, I love it. I do too. I think it's, uh, it, again, a lot of things can happen there to me, the shocking team of the season though. And I love it. The Sacramento Kings, dude, like that beam. Tell me a little bit about Sacramento. What are your thoughts on them? You know what? I didn't know if their offense was going to sustain because their defense was atrocious, but you know what? Their offense has sustained, and I have absolutely no problem with what's going on. I mean, it's a feel-good story. They might even win a series, but I'm just happy to see Sacramento good. You know who their coach is? Mike Brown. (laughs) Mike Brown, the same Mike Brown that was in Cleveland. Yep. Uh, Didn't he – wasn't he the coach of the Lakers for a minute? He was. And now leading Sacramento – what kind of world are we living in? We're going to get to the NCAA tournament here in a few minutes, Junius. But what kind of world are we living in where the Sacramento Kings are going to – they've pretty much – they're locked into the three seed. They're two and a half games behind Memphis. They're five games better than uh, Phoenix. Phoenix is not going to catch them for that three seed. The Sacramento Kings are going to be your three seed from the NBA West, dude. You know, this might be one of the signs of the apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> So, uh, if you look in Revelations, that's one of the signs of the apocalypse. The Sacramento Kings, the three seed in the West. 
Uh, I think that might be Galatians. I don't know. <laughs> Galatians. Look at you going uh, New Testament. On. Galatians is in the New Testament, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. Junius Smith III joining me this morning here in uh, in studio. I know you're probably, if you're listening, you're a regular listener, you're like, wait a minute, is today Wednesday already? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not Wednesday. Today is Tuesday. Uh my, my, my guys, they switch places. Uh, Junius is in here today. Richard Clark is in here tomorrow. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, okay. Brandon, let's just uh, talk about his season a little bit. Uh, your thoughts yeah. on, uh, on just the season that he's had to this point, you know, it's been tough for him with the injury and everything, but he's been able to take it in stride. And the fact that he's out here really, really showcasing his abilities is a beautiful thing. And I mean, if New Orleans is able to get to the playoffs, he's going to be the main catalyst behind it. And they're going to be a dangerous team for whoever. I mean, whether it be Denver or Memphis, if they make it to the playoffs, it's going to be hard seeing New Orleans. Now, help me with this, and Richard will probably be the best person to talk to about this, but I think you you know better than me anyway. Now, it's a 7 versus 8 and the 9 versus 10, right? They don't do like 7 versus 10 or 8 versus 9. I, see, I'm not sure. you I'll be honest with you. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. It should be seven, ten, eight, nine. But I think they do seven, eight, and then nine, ten, because they want like the seven, eight winner to play the two seed. No, I'm getting that wrong. Man, I should I should have this in front. <laughs> and I'm looking at you, and you look confused too. But anyway, we know there's a play-in tournament that's coming in, right? Uh, coming up, and New Orleans would like to get out of that, and they have. Like I said, dude. Right now, as we sit here, right now they're a half game out of sixth place. Right now, the Pelicans are. I mean, they're only a half game behind Minnesota. They're a what a, a game and a half behind the LA Clippers, who are in fifth place. I mean, my point being, if they can keep winning, and again, that's going to be a hard game tonight, and that's almost for playoff positioning, taking yeah. on Golden State tonight. I am. I'm going to take a nap. Uh, you know me, I'm going to take a nap anyway, Junius. But I'm going to get my nap in this afternoon, and I'm going to watch at least the first half of that game tonight, the uh, Pelicans against uh, against the Golden State Warriors, because I think they really do have a good chance to make up some space tonight, dude, don't you? They have to. I mean, again, they know what's at stake. There you go. Uh, but uh, well, let's switch lanes over to Dallas. I have never been as confused as I have been, Junius, over you add Kyrie Irving. Yes, now you traded – some parts, some valuable parts, it turns out. Former uh, uh, Holiday Invitational star Dorian Finney-Smith, who played uh, up in Raleigh in the Holiday Invitational. And I can't remember the other guy they traded, but they traded some valuable parts to get uh, Kyrie Irving in there. And I got to tell you, we said it here on there. I don't know if you and I talked about it as much, but I know Rich and I talked about it. I thought that was going to be the move. I didn't. I knew they weren't going to be able to catch Denver. I knew they probably weren't, wouldn't be able to catch Memphis. But I really thought that the Mavericks were going to be a top four, top five seed going into playoffs. Well, they've done anything but. I mean, they're a team right now. They're three and seven over their last ten. Yes, they did win the other night, but uh, man, or they won last night, dude. They're not. If the playoffs start today, they're not in the playoffs. I mean, what? I guess I, my question to you, uh, Junius, is. What did you think when they picked up Kyrie? Did you foresee this, or did you think, like I did, that they were going to make a run up to the, you know, higher in the Western Conference standings? I thought they would be in the playoffs. I mean, it's one of those things where I think about several years ago when Denver got Allen Iverson and Carmelo Anthony. Like, you got a, you got a lot of ISO ball, you got a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, and, you know, they don't want to step on each other's toes because both Luka and Kyrie are prolific scorers. But 
I did not envision this. No, dude, I am just, I'm blown away. Like I said, they did win last night in uh, what in Indiana last night, dude. They, you talk about a team that really needs to string some wins together. But then again, dude, they are literally two games out of uh, the sixth spot. They're not in the playoffs right now. They've got, uh, what, six games left in their season, but they're only two games out of being in the sixth spot, dude. It is just wild. Like, the Western <laughs> Conference is a dog on. It is I, amazing. I don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah, me either, dude. Me either. But, again, uh Reggie, I, I, let's talk a little bit about him. He has had, in my opinion, he's missed one game this season. He's played in every game this year but one in his 10th NBA season. I I, I don't know how close you followed him because you weren't here. Uh, in t- where were you in 2013 when he was drafted? I was here, but I wasn't doing sports. Okay. Dude, if you'd have told me in 2013 that he would have a 10-year 10 10 NBA career and be starting for a team in his 10th season – I'm not so sure, especially after his first, I even say after his first couple of years when he bounced back and forth between the development league and, or the G league, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, I, I just, I wouldn't have seen this, but you talk about someone who has worked their tail off to get to where he is. I, I, I am so proud of Reggie. I can't stand it, dude. Look, I'm the same way. I mean, there was a lot of nerves, especially in those first couple of years, but now you look at him and he has been a, a starter actually contributing on not just the Mavericks, but I'm a, I mean, he's with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's done a lot, and it's been beautiful to see. It really has been. And, uh, again, one of the good guys. I mean, Reggie Bullock is uh, – and I, I I call him Bullock. I know everybody else or on TV, he's Bullock. But, dude, right here in my heart, he's still Reggie Bullock, okay? Yeah. But uh, he uh, – I, I, I know the struggles he's been through. I know what he went through growing up. Uh, and just to see him have – the level of success, and I, I don't see it ending anytime soon. I mean, it's not. I mean, no, don't get it twisted. He's closer to the end of his career than he is to the beginning of his career. He's ten years in, but I don't see any reason why he couldn't go another three, four, five seasons. Junius, I'm thinking at least five. I mean, yeah, three and D players are valuable in the NBA right now. So as long as you're able to to get that that three point shot right, he's gonna he's gonna be all right. The man is, what, 31, 32 years old now, and I swear, and I go ahead and get ready to shake your head at me here, Junius. I swear it looks like he's grown a couple of inches. When you see him on the court, he always had a good wingspan. Now, he's not got a Brandon wingspan, but he's always had a good wingspan. But I swear watching him, and I watch a little bit of every one of his games, dude, pretty much. He just looks longer now than he did even three years ago. That's that's not possible, right? It's the hair. <laughs> it's the hair. <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. Now, how hard would it be to grow what he's got, dude? I mean, that that takes years, right? I couldn't do it. Why not? Numerous reasons, but <laughs> the big, biggest one is just like I don't have the patience. You think I could? If you do that, I'm just going to laugh at you. <laughs> you and everybody else. But uh, So what, what do you? Okay, we talked about uh, what New Orleans has coming up. Here's what uh, Dallas has coming up over the next uh, few days. They are at Philadelphia tomorrow night on ESPN. We get to see that. They're at Miami Saturday. Then they're uh, at uh, Atlanta on Sunday. So, goodness gracious. Like I said, they played at Indiana last night, won that. But at Philly, at Miami, at Atlanta. That is tough in its own right. Yeah. What do you think? Look in your crystal ball over there, Junius Smith the third. 
look, they're going to have to go at least two and one. I mean, obviously, it'd be best to, to win all three, but this is a tough stretch, and it would not surprise me if they lost all three. I think if they even go one and two, they pretty much – I don't think they make the playoffs, dude. I mean, or they, even though not the playoffs, heck, they'd be lucky to make the play-in game right now. Again, they're a half game out. They're behind Oklahoma City, which, by the way, what is Oklahoma City playing for, man? You know what? That's funny, but you know what? They've got – They've got pretty much all the draft picks, so it doesn't matter what they do. It's just amazing what they've done. That's another good team this year. Uh, Shea, what's his Shea? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Thank you. Where the hell did he come from? He came from the Clippers, and the thing about it is, like, they just pretty much like threw him to the side after the Paul George trade, uh-huh. and that's giving him time to develop. And you got to remember, um, the Oklahoma City Thunder still have Chet Holgren coming in next season. What do you think about him? Is he is he legit? You know. I believe so, but it's going to be very interesting to see what happens um, coming into this next year because anytime that that a player goes through an injury, especially seven footer, it's going to throw up a red flag. Yeah, I, I wonder about. I wonder and I worry about uh, him a little bit. I mean, I listen. I wish success to everybody, but I just I don't know, Junius. I mean, they're just he's got a lot of. Uh, who was the guy that got drafted by the Hornets from Gonzaga? He's um, the same class. Uh, I mean, this now I'm taking you down memory lane. No, not time. Adam Morrison. Yeah, he reminds me of Adam Morrison a little bit. Dude. Oh man! And I'm not just <laughs> talking about the obvious that they're both white and they're both from Gonzaga. It just, I don't know, man. It just, I remember all the hype. Now that's before your time again, or you probably do remember that, don't you? No, you're, I remember Adam kid, Morrison, but yeah, with but, the Bobcats. Yeah, <laughs> I got his jersey in that closet right there, dude. I've got an Adam oh, Morrison. Lord. Yeah, because I was all excited, you know, oh, we're getting uh, Anna Morrison. He's going to be, he's the next Larry Bird. He's going to be awesome. Uh, Narrator's voice. Brian was wrong. (laughs) Brian was very wrong. (laughs) Brian was very wrong because he's, uh, he's not, he's not, he wasn't very good at all. Although he did win a couple of NBA titles. You do know that, right? Yeah, with the Lakers, yeah. Yep. Uh, So, hey, you can never take those rings away, Junior Smith III. Not at all. There you go. Uh, let's wrap up our uh, NBA talk here a little bit. And uh, who do you – okay, we, we talked Western Conference. We talked Denver and uh, Sacramento. I'd like to get your thoughts on John or uh, on uh, John with Memphis and just what happened there. And uh, just in general, you're a big sports fan. You're a big NBA fan. What, what do you think is going to end up happening with that situation? All right, first off, I will say it kind of got blown out of proportion – but it was one of the things that he, he's got to realize that, you know, he really, what's the best way to say it? There are a lot of kids that look up to him. Like, he's a role model. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times, like, you know, we sit back, we don't think about that too often. You know, every time that I walk that I walk around in Kingston, I have to remember that I am a role model, whether I want to believe it or not. And it's one of those things where I feel like, he didn't have enough people in his head telling him, "Look, you have to you have to watch yourself out here because the media is going to be on every move. Because now we got these twenty four seven stations; they they need content. So a lot of this stuff is going to get blown out of proportion, and you have to be smart enough to understand that. And him being suspended, hopefully that that really gets his mind right." I mean, you can enjoy this stuff, but also you have to know when to just sit back and just just chill. Here's the thing that people don't realize, in my opinion. I mean, it, 
I got to tell you, dude, and I and I hope our church going people don't you know get mad at me when I say this. I don't have a problem that much with the the stripper part of it. Okay, I mean, I really did. I mean, you know what? That's just something I thought about. There you go. But I mean, but that's something a lot of people think about, though. That other people think about. I mean, that is what it is. I mean, listen, these kids they they've got more money than you and I can even fathom. Okay, I mean, and it is what it is. They live a different lifestyle. That didn't bother me. The thing that bothered me was the gun. Yeah. And I mean that sincerely, especially especially with another school shooting yesterday that happened in uh, Nashville in Nashville yesterday. And that's a conversation for another day, too. But uh, that's what bothered me the most, Junius. And, and I'm not trying to be old 54-year-old white guy here or whatever, but it's like you said. He is an example to kids. And when they see, you know, their hero – waving around a, a firearm or a gun and listen I, i'm a second amendment guy i think you know i think guns need to be gosh we're going down a path i really don't want to go down <laughs> let me just say this real quick i think everybody has the right to keep and bear arms i mean i really yeah. do you know i mean heck i've got a couple of weapons I, I don't know if you do but i know i you, you know i do and it's to protect my home and to protect my Linda and my Molly and an NBA young cat and, you know, and Elvis, I'm kind of making a joke, but I think people have a right to do it, but I think you need to be smart with it, you know, and for him to be waving it around. And then you heard the story. Did you hear the story about the pickup game that he, yeah, I heard the story about the pickup game. Come on, man. You got, yeah, I, I like what you said. Well, you kind of, you didn't really delve into it and I kind of want you to delve into it, but I wish these guys, and, and again, dude, I'm a pretty egotistical person. You are too, to a degree. You got to admit, we both are. We wouldn't be as successful as we are if we didn't have some ego. But I feel like I do a good job of keeping people around me who keep me in check. I mean, John and Jonathan keep me in check. They really do. I would trust you to do that with me. I mean, I, you and I have grown close over the last decade that if you saw me doing some stupid sh- stuff that uh, you would, uh, I, I really feel like you would come to me and say, dude, you know, can I talk to you? Dot dot dot. When we go from there, I feel like I've done that with you in the past. I you love you have. enough. You I love have. you enough to where I've done that. That my point. To all this is, and you kind of uh, touched on. You didn't go into it, but I wish these people would surround themselves with. And I'll use Brandon as a great example. Brandon's got Bo there, his brother that stays with him, that you know keeps him in check. You don't think Donald and Joanne keep uh, Brandon in check? At the uh, Brandon Ingram uh, MLK Classic, I had Brandon sitting behind me and his mom sitting behind me for, what, three quarters of the game. And I heard some motherly stuff going on. <laughs> I'm not even joking, Junius. It was awesome. That, uh, you know, and I'm not going to reveal any of it. It's personal between them, but motherly advice right there at a basketball game where uh, he was asking her a couple of questions and she answered him. It's good to get, that's why you haven't heard Brandon with any stupid junk like this. Well, he wouldn't do it anyway because he's such a good kid. Right. But I guess I've been talking for five minutes to get to this point and to get you to expound on it. I wish these kids would surround themselves with people and not just yes people and not just sycophants, but people that would keep them in check. And that's the thing. You need no men in your corner. Like you need people that are going to be right there and letting you know anytime. Like you said, I mean, if you do something stupid, you know, Somebody that's going to check you for it. I mean, I've definitely done some super stuff in my past, and thankfully I've had people that, that have checked me on it and told me, look, play around if you if you want to. And I'm thankful for them because there's no telling what kind of path I would have gone if I didn't have those people in my life. And then 
you know, somebody like like Brandon, somebody like like Trez. I mean, the fact that you know he hasn't, you you haven't heard him getting any trouble. And I mean, like even with him going to the transfer portal and everything, like people would would ask me as a diehard Carolina fan, just like how do you feel? It's just like look, do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Do what you feel is necessary. I mean. Easily as as a diehard fan, you could you could sit back and say, ah, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with him anymore. Yeah. No, like you have to think about the person, and then kind of going back with John and everything. You need people in your corner letting you know what's what's right and what's wrong, because you got a lot of enablers on, on your team right now because they're looking at the fact that you know you got this big contract. They look at, you know, what you're doing for for Memphis. They look at the fact that, you know, you're just about untouchable in Memphis. Mm-hmm. But Memphis is just one city in a big old country. Yep, it absolutely is. And uh, and I, I love we're going to get to Damon and Trez here in a few moments. But I did want to wrap uh, NBA talk. Here we are, like I said, in the last couple of weeks of uh, the NBA regular season. What, what are the storylines? What are you looking at over these last two weeks, Junius? I think the biggest thing is just the MVP race and then just um that log jam in both the Western Conference and then like up top in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh, uh, I, I, I lied. I got one more question about the NBA. What about, and I can never say it right, Richard picks on me all the time, but Wimbiana? Maybe oh, yeah, Victor right? Wimbiana. Dude, have you watched any of him? Oh, yeah. I have. I've watched two games now that he's played in. He is... Uh, I, I I don't know. I hope it's not just that it's the level of competition that he's playing against. But I'm telling you, Junius, I think he's a game changer. I think he may be the best player that's come out of the draft since who? Since Anthony Davis? Maybe. Uh, you tell me. What What are your thoughts on Wimbiana? I'm hoping he can stay healthy. And then not only that, I'm hoping that the Hornets do pick him up because I would love to see the Charlotte Hornets good. Do you think, though, what do you think about uh, Jordan selling the Hornets now or the majority stake in it? You know what? Good. I mean, yeah. I got, I've got a lot of Hornets friends, and a lot of them were just like, "Yes, like happy, happy day, and everything." So, you're a student of the game. How? Ha- and again, Junior, let me reset here. Junior Smith the third uh, joining us live here in the studio. This is so cool because I can read you. Like when we're on the phone, maybe we go a little bit shorter because I can't read your expression and I can't, you know what I'm saying. And there'll be pauses and stuff. And I, you know, being a, you know, a guy's, oh, I got to fill every second with talk. Being across from you, we can take our time and we can have this conversation. Yeah. It's, I love this. I love this. Anyway, uh, why wasn't Jordan – and I'm going to go ahead and put it in the past tense. Why wasn't Jordan a success as – I think he would never be as successful in anything as he was as a player, obviously. He's a GOAT, in my opinion. There's nobody better than him. But, dude, he didn't even approach 20% or 5% of the success he had <laughs> as a player, as an owner. Why do you think that was? I think it was just the fact that, you know, mediocrity was okay because it wasn't completely failure. And Okay, I, you explain that one. Explain that one. It's like if the Hornets were going like 20-62, 21-61 every season, then people would just sit back and like be like, oh, my goodness, like Jordan is a terrible owner. But instead, like they're going 35-47, 38-44, they sneak into the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, it, it's mediocrity, but it's just like, okay, like, Maybe next year they'll, they'll turn the corner. So there's always that that glimmer of hope. And honestly, they just needed to blow it up. And having Jordan leave, hey, at least he's going to get like some $1.5, $1.7 billion. 
He'll be all right. Oh, dude, and he's already a billionaire before that anyway yeah. in the first place. I just – I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed. Was never a fan of Jordan when he was a player. I, and it, and not because he's a bad guy or anything, just he wasn't my cup of tea. You know I mean? He just – I was a Celtics fan and all that, and I just – anyway. But I really expected him to have that same drive, to have that same – and I know he couldn't be a hundred percent that way because he would never get guys on his team. But I was hoping that, you know, that people would be excited about, I can play for Michael Jordan. And I guess there's been a couple of those through the years, but I don't know, man, I'm just, I am beyond disappointed in what he's done in Charlotte. And I think it's going to go down as, uh, I mean, he was, let's just say he was a failure in Charlotte. He's a failure as a team owner, dude. I mean, oh yeah. And did you ever think you would use the words Jordan and failure in the same sentence? I can't think of one time. You want to, you want something to drink? You want a bottle of water? Yeah. You get us a bottle of water. Thank you. Hey, show producer, show executive producer, Linda Whittington hooking us up. She just did a sleep study last night. Did she nice. tell you? No. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, well, I'm sure she really wants me to be sharing all that on the air here. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, I was here by myself last night, just me and NBA young cat and Molly and Elvis. We, we had the house to ourselves last night. We partied like it was 1999 junius. Hey, God. anyway, junius Smith third here with us. Uh, and he's, I think that pretty much wraps up or, uh, I did want to get your thoughts on when beyond it. What do you think? I mean, you heard what I said. I think he's a game changer. I think he's the best number one pick to come out since probably Anthony Davis, in my opinion, your thoughts. Hey, brick for Vic. <laughs> that's pretty good i like that tell you what let me do an uh and uh, thank you baby let me do an uh ad read real quick here bye have a good day baby there you go uh let me thank our good friends over at uh woodman life i've had my life insurance at woodman life for uh goodness gracious for almost 15 years now could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one. Here in eastern North Carolina, thank you so much to Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, and Woman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, give Jared a call at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kinston. Now, that's beside Highland Furniture and across from Sale Auto Mall. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Woodman Life for being one of our day ones. How about another one of our day ones? I know that means a lot to you, Arendelle Parrot Academy. Oh, yeah, definitely. The sponsor of both the Brian Hanks Show and ENCMoments.com, right? I'm thankful for them. There you go. Rendell Parrot Academy, they're the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, New Bern, Wilson, Goldsboro, Trenton, Jacksonville, Maisel, Listen, if you are listening to this show right now on terrestrial radio, and for folks who don't know, that means if you listen to us on on your antenna on top of your car or on your hood, listen, you can send your child to a Rendell Parrot Academy. David Moody and Parrot Academy, they have the best private school in eastern North Carolina. They remain steadfast 
in their purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment for their students. APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kinston and tell them Brian Hanks and Junius Smith of third sent you, right? Without question, I'm there, there. You, go. you find David Moody. Walk around that. Well, don't walk around the campus. They're not going to let you do that. But walk in the front door there and uh, talk to a representative there and say, hey, I want to talk to David Moody. Talk to David Moody, the head of school there, and say, hey, Brian Hanks and Junior Smith III sent me. And I tell you what, uh, he might even give you, uh, I don't know, a sticker or something, right? <laughs> There's no telling. <laughs> I'm putting him on the spot here. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, we've got Junior Smith third in here. Uh, yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, we usually have Richard Clark on at this time. But uh, Richard will be live with me here uh, tomorrow morning. I've got Junius live here with me today in our plush, well-lit studio. Let's uh, you want to do a little Don Trez and Damien talk? We can. Dude, uh, I, I wasn't at all surprised. And I know you weren't either when Trez announced that uh, he was going into the transfer portal. And then even as recently as yesterday, Caleb Love has announced that he's in the portal yep. too. What in the world? And let's just put a postscript before we dive into Trez talk itself. You're a Carolina guy. What in the world has happened at Carolina over the last two years? And again, you being closer to it than I am because I'm really not a Carolina fan. I mean, and folks who listen to the show, folks who know me personally know this, Junius. Uh, <laughs> but uh, from a fan's point of view, from a journalist's point of view, what has happened at, uh, at in Chapel Hill over the past couple of years? From fans' point of view, it's just like I never liked Hubert Davis. So it's one of those things where I'm going to do my best not to say anything crazy on the radio. But when you have six players in the transfer portal, there's a reason for it. Six of your 13 scholarship players, Junius Smith the third, who are in the transfer portal. Like I said, even as re- – and there may still be – I keep hearing DeMarco Dunn. Is, and I know he's a favorable guy like yourself. Right. I keep hearing Dunn is still – deciding what he's going to do or has he made an announcement yet he hasn't made an announcement yet so you could you could talk about seven players in the transfer portal and you have a coach that admittedly said that he doesn't know how to use his bench and go ahead no 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 i interrupt you go ahead i mean when you have five starters out there putting in 35 36 minutes a game that is not sustainable like the only coach that i can remember actually pulling something off like that was charles harris or green central and even then, he waited until the playoffs for that, and then they made it to, um, to the state title game. But there's a big difference between high school and, and college. Oh, there's a huge difference. Hey, okay, like I said, I love having you right here sitting across from me, and I pick your brain on this stuff. Hey, let's get off Trez for a second. Amaji Dodd, I just, I really thought he was going to have a, a better college career than he did. He just wrapped up, I guess he just wrapped up his senior year at uh charleston southern right and average two points a game i mean i just i'm not joking i and i'm not denigrating green central i love green central i love green county i really do and i know some people might be rolling their eyes right now but i really do i just thought he was going to have a strong i thought he was going to have a better college career than what he put together i did too but you know what injuries definitely played a part were they okay that's something i'm not aware of tell me about that then yeah he he had a few injuries so that kind of messed him up a little bit but ultimately I'm happy for him because, you know, even Blue said that Amaje was the best player to come out of Green Central. So, <clears throat> well, 
Blue can say that because the the actual real best basketball player to ever come out of Green Central was Blue, Blue Edwards. Edwards. There you go. So I think that's him being very, very humble. I, listen, dude, he played with the mailman in John Stockton, okay? I, mean, I remember. Yeah. Blue Edwards was a heck of a player. Uh, but am I, I mean, he's got that extra year. Does Amaji end up somewhere else or is his career done now, you think? I think he's going to play one more year. Do you? I hope think he he'll does. be back at Charleston Southern. I'm not 100 percent sure, but whatever school winds up um, getting Amaje, they're gonna they're gonna be fortunate to have him because he's gonna have a lot to prove. There you go. I I'd almost like to, you know, we we're we're gonna talk a little uh, transfer portal here with uh, with Trez and Damian. And yeah, I know I'm being selfish. And I, oh, first, let's talk about Justin Wright. What the hell is Justin Wright doing going from NC Central <laughs> to Loyola Marymount? Dude, you could have you could have given me a multiple choice of, I don't know, four schools and throw Loyola Marymount in there, and I would have thought you were doing that as a joke. Hey, you know what? It's L.A. It's women. I mean, by all means. <laughs> I was playing ball with Scott this morning, like I told you. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's exactly what Scott said. He was like, you know, it's the women in L.A. that probably, you know, Dude, I don't know if I'm a 20 year old guy and you know I'm in the best physical shape of my life and I got all these uh, people chasing after me to go play basketball for him. I might pick Lyle Marymount myself, dude. Yeah, I mean it's still D1. I mean you're still out there, and then you got one heck of an environment. Like I definitely wind up going to. I probably could have Lyle Marymount myself. Like, well, uh, I know. Okay, is Damian Darius and Darnell? Darnell done. Played at uh, Pepperdine. At Pepperdine. He went out on the West Coast and actually had a good career out there. Yeah. You know where he's at now? Where's he at? He is uh, like the director of basketball operations at Tennessee or something like that. That is awesome. Is that not incredible? I need to get him on the show. i got to get him here on the show sometime in the next little bit, especially the great run that they had this year. But uh, back to – we've got a couple minutes here for the top of the hour. Uh, Don Trez. Uh, and I know you said that here on this show because I have you on here weekly – and when we were mulling over, do we think he's going to go to the uh, transfer portal over the last two or three weeks? You had no problem with him leaving Chapel Hill, did you? No, not at all. Get The biggest thing for him was I wanted to see him get playing time. And, yeah. I mean, we've seen what he was able to do as a freshman. I mean, like, he had that crazy dunk against Marquette and, um, in the tournament. Then he had the three-pointer against Baylor that really helped Carolina get to, the, to that point where, all right, won that game. And then Caleb Love had had a couple games where he just went off, like UCLA in particular, and then, you know, he hit that, that memorable shot against Duke. But, I mean, ultimately, Dontrez was the reason why they even made it there in the first place. And I just could not understand his freshman year, Junius, he played in 30 games. Played right at six minutes a game, but he played in 30 of their, what, 40 games that they played last year at, like or as a freshman. This year, he plays in 15 in 15 i just i don't know dude i just couldn't wrap my mind around it i love the interview that we did with him uh when he uh uh the very last tuesdays with trez that we did yeah. with him which by the way is going to turn out to be the most listened to show that we've ever had here on the brian hank show believe it or not uh but uh I, I love what he said that day i mean that you know he was proud of himself for the way that he stuck it out and all that just uh, put a cap on uh, Don Trez's career at, Can at Carolina. You know what? Like I said, I completely understand. He's had great moments, and it's just like you know that whatever school winds up getting him, 
they are getting a dog. And the thing about it is, like, you know, we throw that the term around loosely, but this is a guy that really cares about about playing the game, that wants to get better. He's got the people around him, like um, like Nutsi. So, I mean. And Perry. Yeah, and Perry. Yeah, he's so, got a lot of people in his corner. I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap up the first hour of the Brian Hanks show. We're going to continue uh, with Junior Smith third here. Uh, so, listen, thank you so much for listening to the first hour of the Brian Hanks show. Coming up, more Junius and Larry Dale, the new football coach at North Lenore High School.